0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Oakland A's are preparing to head to spring training soon, and they are shoring up their roster as we speak. Let's talk to Jane Lee about that. I'm Allison Footer, Jane. Um, So the A's uh, had a a recent signing infielder Adam Rosales to a one-year contract. Um, He's had a nice little major league career. Uh, 33 years old. So what does he bring to the A's table this year?
1: He brings a lot of familiarity. Um, I and mean, this is someone the A's acquired um, from the Reds several years ago, had him, you know, up and down over the course of about three years. And then that crazy thing happened where he was claimed off waivers by the Rangers, then claimed back by the A's, then went back to the Rangers, um, eventually went to the Padres last year. Now he's back with the A's. Um so they know him very wow. well. Um, yeah, not not normal. But um and they this is someone that they know very well, um, really like his versatility. Obviously that's something that they um value very highly in the organization, um, a lot of platoon guys and, and I think this just gives Bob Melvin another um, you know, strong defensive option. And with the ability to kind of match him up when he's playing that matchup game, um, I'd assume if the roster stays as is, that Rosales would be the the primary backup for third, second, and um, shortstop. So um, I think you know what you've seen the A's done do this off season, um, bringing in several veteran guys. I, I don't know that they're necessarily halting this youth movement that they started last year, but they do want to bring in reinforcements um you know guys that are, are proven and experienced and kind of help just you know w- with the young guys in the clubhouse um all very good clubhouse guys um not just Rosales but Rajay Davis, Matt Joyce, Trevor Plouffe you know guys that can not only um provide a good clubhouse presence with it which they've been missing over the last couple years um but also kind of shore things up and provide a little flexibility to the roster.
0: Yeah, I think we. I mean, we have gone over the fact that they do need more of a clubhouse presence. And even though Rosales is actually like kind of a quiet, laid-back guy, um, I don't see him really <laughs> like taking on the role of like being that like really vocal leader. But but at the same time, it does. That's kind of what the A's need to be doing right now, right? Is like taking advantage of like really solid major league players that aren't stars that can do a lot of things and just making sure that there's like a, almost like a pipeline of that type of player. That's as strong as like a pipeline of young players that they're trying to infuse just to piece things together right now. Until like you said, some of these actual emerging stars kind of get their feet under them.
1: Exactly. And I mean, when you have guys like this around, um, you, you know, the young guys are watching these other guys and um, you want to talk about, I mean, a commitment to hustle. I mean, I think it's pretty well known around the league um is, um, you know, home run, trot, um, right? And it's just—it he it brings a ton of energy, um, and I think that it makes a big difference um, in a young clubhouse. And, and also, um, the A's don't have to, you know, rush these guys, rush their development. Um, they can kind of bring them along slowly um, because this is just one of those years where they're probably not <laughs> going to be contending. Especially you look around the division and what everyone else has done, these are still definitely lagging, but there is potential on the roster. It's just, you know, developing that talent. um, And, you know, during a time like that, you want some veteran guys around to help that process.
0: Yeah, actually Andy Green, who is now the Padres manager of it, uh, he told a funny story. He and Adam Rosales were actually roommates, maybe maybe in the minor league. But it, Andy was t- toward the end of his, you know, very nondescript career—not <laughs> <laughs> him, but he was near the end, and Adam was an up-and-coming. I think this was the Reds organization. And Adam was coming through their system, and uh, and Andy told the clubhouse guy, "I want you to room me with the cleanest living player that we have on this team, with the most basic." <laughs> Uh, non-controversial, cleanest living guy that there is, and he got paired with Adam Rosales. So, um, you know, I guess that gives you a little indication what kind of guy that Adam is. I I would have taken that as a very high compliment. Um, Okay, so let's move on to something totally different, and that is that the A's uh, kind of a marketing strategy this year, so they have made a series of commercials for the 2017 season that are Oakland-centric, so they're really focusing on the city they are out in the local community. This seems to be um, kind of a calculated, I don't know if gamble's the word, but definitely sort of getting themselves really identified with the actual city of Oakland. What can you tell us about the thinking behind that, the strategy?
1: Yeah, I, I really don't think it's a coincidence that um, this is the year that they're shifting um, the scene of their commercials um, to Oakland in years past. Um, they've done most of them in Arizona. Um, and I mean, their commercials are always great. Um, I think they've won several awards over the last few years, but this year, you know, they're making an effort to, I think, do all of them in the local community. They've scouted out several locations that they're shooting at, um, over the next few days, they've got a bunch of players in town for fan fest this weekend. So they're taking that time to, you know, get everything done. And the mayor of Oakland is even in one commercial with Bob Melvin which um, I think it's great that they're involving people like that and um, just involving you know, the, the community and shooting at um, several sites around Oakland. Um, I don't think it's any secret that they are trying to make a concerted effort to show their loyalty to the city. Um, this is obviously where they want to build a new stadium, um, and it's, I think it's become even more important you know, you see the Warriors are almost out the door about to move to San Francisco. Um, it seems likely that the Raiders might be on the move to Vegas. And, you know, all that would be mm. left would be the A's in Oakland. And this is definitely where they want to be. And I think they're doing, you know, everything they can to to really showcase that loyalty and and really just kind of put it out that they are committed to, to staying here Um and I, I think this is one of several good moves that they've they've done and
0: are going to be continuing to do. That is a bummer when you put it that way. With the other sports teams, I mean, Oakland is right. It's 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 really it's really fascinating because Oakland as a city is is rising. It's it's definitely become a destination place for people to live. It's really grown so much and developed so much over time. And it seems like the sports thing is moving backwards. That's got to be frustrating for the people that live there. It is, and I
1: think especially, I mean, you look at a team like the Warriors, um, you know,
0: the success they've had here
1: of late, you know, I think that they're they're fan base, so it's always been pretty good. I mean, it's clearly as strong as ever right now, and so I think, you know, even though they're not going too far, um, I mean, it's very different. You know, you look at where the A's and the Giants are, there's clearly two separate sides of the bay. Um, Very few people align themselves with, with both teams. It's just, it is separate, you know, there's San Francisco and then there's the East Bay. And I think Oakland fans take a lot of pride in their sports teams, I know that there's a lot of disappointment with the Warriors moving and Um, you know, of course the Raiders too. I mean, they, they haven't had the type of success the Warriors have, but their fan base, you know, it's, it's almost comparable to the A's to where (laughs) good times and bad. I mean, their, their fan base is so loyal and so passionate and dedicated. So to see two out of three teams, um, you know, almost out the door, you know, it, it is sad. And, and I know that from the A standpoint, um, having the Raiders move, um, potentially move, I should say, it does help their case. It would be a lot easier for, for them to build their case for a stadium in Oakland when there's only one team to worry about rather than two. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at Oakland and, and how much it's growing and building and, and how many people are flocking to it, it. It really is sad that one of the, you know, best sports scenes um, in the country, you know, is about to diminish to one team.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. Um, yeah, that's ugh. that's really unfortunate. Okay, so I'm going to move on to a happier note. We're going to end on on <laughs> the the recent assignment that all 30 MLB.com reporters had was to figure out and to write about the best free agent signing in the team's history of which they cover. So Dave Henderson, it was was your choice. Uh, I, I I don't. I'm not as familiar with the A's history as you are. So, was this a was this a decision-making process, or was this like completely obvious? You know, it was fairly easy, only because with the A's,
1: there's only so many options when it comes to. Um Free That's agent true. guys. Um, true. They they don't go out um, and you know bring in a lot of big name free agents just because they haven't had the means to. So you know you look at not just over the last decade but maybe two decades. It really was slim pickings. I mean, you look at recently. Um, I mean, the, the the biggest names per se that they signed out of free agency. Um, I mean, you could start with Billy Butler, and we can all agree that that didn't go as planned. Um, and I just kept going back and back and back, and it it really did take a while, but um, it did seem like Dave Henderson was just a good choice. I mean, I think his impact was immediate, um, and I don't know that it can be overstated what he meant, not only to the team at the time, going to four straight um, World Series and um, you know winning one, and but what he meant to the fan base. I think he is is one of those few players um, in the history of the organization where you can stay really, truly connected with the fans and, and just that, you know, unique, special way. So I think his impact, you know, both on and off the field, um, you know, after signing with him as a free agent, it, it, it really um, kind of trumped any others that came after
0: Absolutely. Okay, interesting. Jane, thank you so much. Catch up with you next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you.
1: MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free
0: At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night